0: Welcome to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather and today we have another quarantine update with our other co-host Monica. Hello Monica. Hello Heather. Nice to hear your voice. Yes, nice to hear yours and we're having once again to do this over the computer. I'm hoping to have some episodes without having to do this over the computer soon so that the sound will be better but for now, I thought we would check in and see how you've been handling this uh, coronavirus quarantine stuff. Yeah, right? I think you're going to probably do a lot of these recordings from now on the, according to
1: the updates. So I think, it's, I think people will be, you know, willing to accept low sound quality for consistent programming. I think this is super weird right now I mean to be quarantined in your house although I did say I told my parents I think it was today that it just kind of reminds me actually of when I first moved to Sweden and didn't know anybody (laughs) (laughs) it's a good way to think of it right I'm pretty sure every single person who's recently moved or has moved to Sweden from another country can totally survive a couple months just being inside because that's what you do (laughs) You don't want to go to the grocery store because you're worried they're going to talk to you. You don't know where anything is. You just stay
0: home. That's perfect. See, we got to look at the positive side of this. We can just do everything online and not have to speak to people.
1: Exactly. We've been preparing for this since we moved here. (laughs) (laughs) So you're working from home, I'm guessing. Yes, I am working from home. So this is week two week three something like I don't know days <laughs> blend together <laughs> <laughs> I have to I'm like what is today oh today is Tuesday that's right what time okay when do I in work you know I have my daughter every other week so there's a, a space in time where normally in normal situations I like work I'm um, by myself for three days I can work as late as I want or I can go out I can do whatever I want to do but now it's just I'm at home by myself <laughs> for those Three days. Time continuum or whatever it's called. Some kind of time warp here.
0: (laughs) And And you, how are you surviving? Oh, you know me. I'm freelance, so I I work from home anyway. It's great because I don't have to wear real clothes. I can just wear pajamas, but that's kind of the norm. But the kids, my kids are still going to school. What about yours? Yeah, yeah. She's still in school, so
1: that's good. Mm -hmm. I think they're gonna really try to squeeze that puppy out of there. Like I don't think they're gonna let them come home anytime soon until unless they absolutely need to. I mean I haven't you know, I haven't watched the news for a few days now, so I don't know really what's going on anymore. just that
0: I'm not supposed to go in town. <laughs> well, I, I read an article today about the Sweden keeping the younger children home because they've stopped now the, oh, what is it, the ones that are like 16 and above. Yeah, they yeah, the high school ones through. and the university. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I read that the, the reasoning on this is that they can keep up with their studies and it's easier for them to do online than it is for younger children. Also, it does not seem to be affecting younger children too much at the Uh, But I mean, I don't know. That's just what they're saying. There was some other reason they were keeping. Oh, also, they're keeping the younger ones in school because they're afraid that if they let them out of school and have them at home, we're going to lose a lot of healthcare workers that have to stay home with their kids because they're too young to take care of themselves, whereas the older ones can manage on their own. So I thought those were pretty compelling arguments. And I've also told a lot of people who keep asking how it's going in Sweden, I tell them you know, Swedes don't like to be around each other anyway. To me, it just going on the bus and having a seat to yourself and going on the subway and having a whole quad of seats to yourself just uh, feels pretty normal to me. (laughs) Nobody likes to be near anybody. It's probably why we're managing it kind of well.
1: Exactly.
0: But are you still going out and moving around? Yes, I'm going out and moving around. Uh, Mons and I have been trying to support our local neighborhood restaurants. And when we do go into a restaurant to eat, everybody is about three tables away from each other. So we've been trying that. But more and more restaurants are shutting down. And our favorite restaurant that we order food from every Friday and. Hattores Holland. We talked to them last week and they said out of all the restaurants in Hattoris Holland they've had to let 200 people go and it's getting pretty desperate there so there might be a big problem there. It's owned by the city so they're hoping that the city will do something but they haven't done anything yet so I don't know if a lot of these places are gonna survive. Um, but I mainly just try to get out and take a walk every day, just in nature and just just to get out of the house. And Mons and I are trying to hit our 10,000 steps every day. So we just pick a new route and we walk through. We live next to this uh, World Heritage Cemetery. And so today I said, hey, let's walk through the cemetery. And he thought that would be too depressing. And I said, well, those people don't have the coronavirus. <laughs>
1: Well, I took Clinton for a walk today, and my this is my operating theory is that if he ever poops in spots that are like not high traffic areas like forest or maybe those like grassy knolls that nobody's mowing during the summertime, then I don't pick it up because I feel like picking poop up with plastic is worse than just letting it sit there and decompose for a couple of days. And ain't nobody running around here picking up after the deer that are in the area or the foxes. For the cats, there's at least 20 cats roaming around here uh, during the day, pooping everywhere. So anyways, so I'm walking and I'm talking to my folks on the phone, checking on them. And Clinton takes a poop in one of these grassy knolls. And I look at it, and I'm like, nah. So I keep walking. Well, about one, two blocks later, I'm still talking to my folks. And I see these two men running up behind me. Ushekta, Ushekta, they chased me down To tell me I needed to go back and pick up my poop. (laughs) That's the first time in 12 years of living here that anybody's ever done that. It was so funny. And I just started laughing because when I'm in those situations, I think they're really funny because it's not like especially considering everything else that's happening right now. And like even for me professionally, it's really tough right now because we're in the travel and hospitality business. So it's really tough. And I just thought, wow. (laughs) And then I thought, well, maybe they needed to talk to somebody. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then I thought, I haven't been talking to anybody else besides work people. It's been kind of nice having this little banter with some strangers about picking up poop or not.
0: well you know it's Sweden. we must keep order you know we cannot let turn to chaos so did you go back and pick up your poop yeah but the best i go back to pick up the poop i can't even find the poop because of
1: course it was like underneath some grass so it took me a while and i was just cracking up my parents were laughing on the other end because they heard the whole conversation you know and at one point i i used the 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 excuse well you know i don't I just don't think I should have to pick up poop with plastic that just seems counterintuitive. He goes, "Well, then you can pick it up with your hands." <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him with a big smile on my face and I was like, "I think that's a that's a great idea." <laughs> no, but you know, I get it. Their kids I guess play in that area and I don't care to go pick it up. But it was just so such an odd thing to happen in the middle of everything else that's happening. And then I of course you have to think too. Well, yeah, in the middle of the day everybody's home, so everybody is watching. Is everybody Ooh. is on poop patrol? <laughs>
0: How's it going at your uh, grocery store? Everything cool over there?
1: Yeah, it's totally fine. I think people in Bamdo are natural hoarders and um, preppers, and so we've already all of us have had plenty of toilet paper for months. I mean, I always at least have one of those big packages in my house because I hate to run out of toilet paper. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's like no no big deal. I think at one point maybe the flour was a little low, or but it was never a yeah it was nothing. Nothing
0: alarming.
1: Nothing like those other stores in the city. You guys are yeah. nuts there. No,
0: our, uh, you know, I'm just right outside of the city, and our our grocery store was fine, no problem. Except that when this airs, it's waffle day, and they were completely out of waffle mix. So I'm very disappointed. But that's kind of just how our store is. Yeah. Otherwise, and you know, the waffle mix is like three ingredients, right? I know, but I'm not in charge of the waffles in this house. I'm in charge of the pancakes, and this is uh, Mont's job. To be in charge of the waffles, and he prefers the mix. I keep telling him I make my pancakes from scratch. He could make his waffles from scratch, but... That's really strange. He is a from scratch
1: kind of guy. I'm surprised he's not making the waffles from scratch.
0: I know. He's an excellent cook, but I think it's... Maybe it's just when it comes to breakfast foods, he's lacking. You know (laughs) what I made this weekend, speaking of breakfast foods? Homemade bagels. Oh,
1: how? Super easy. Flour yeast salt sugar syrup like the bread syrup or honey i was it was so easy so so easy i was and now i realize. realized well especially since we're from texas i really have never had a proper like fresh bagel like even einstein's bagels i think they must sit there for five days and come from somewhere else it was oh so good so good so I, played- I I don't even need to worry about bagels anymore I can make my own
0: you need to send me a recipe how did you do the shape you just formed it
1: yeah you just like make a ball and then stick your finger in the middle and kind of spin it around a little bit that's mm. it it was so easy I'll send you the recipe really easy thank
0: you if anyone's interested they can send a message on the uh Facebook page or Instagram page and I'll I'll send the the recipe
1: what was I going to say about the waffles of the grocery store? Oh, no, it was that first weekend after they were like, okay, everybody in Stockholm, please work from home. That weekend, I did a little bit of shopping. And I, my biggest worry was, of course, the wine. Because <laughs> at that point, they were still, you know, Denmark had just closed their borders, Norway, Germany, like everybody was basically boxing us in. And I just thought they're never going to let the wine shipment through. What am I going to do? So I went to the grocery store or the, the liquor store, System Legget, and I'm in there and I'm trying to be like all cool, you know, ah, no big deal. I'm just here to get some. And you could just see the panic in everybody's faces and the, the shelves were a little bit lower than normal. And so then I got this idea well, I better get boxed wine this time because normally I just buy like, you know, one bottle. It's me. Like I'm getting boxed wine in case I got to ride this thing out. And there's one box of wine, red red wine that I like, and it's that McAnis, Mc, McManus, or McManus, something like that, from California. And I got there, and there was one box left. And I was like, Swedish customs be damned, I'm taking the last box! <laughs> <laughs> I reached over somebody and grabbed it and walked out. My parents told me today that they had like shut down pretty much all non-essential shopping. So it was the grocery stores, doctors, uh, pharmacies. And the liquor stores.
0: Yeah, of course. (laughs) Oh, but I have to ask you, have you asked how or read anything about how people in Texas are dealing with this? Is that a loaded question? Well, it's just because I got on a terrible forum for people who live in Texas, and I realized how they're dealing with the situation. They're all buying tons and tons of ammo and guns. I don't know if they're going to shoot the virus away or what the plan is here. But it was a long thread with people talking about, oh, this one place won't give you more than three boxes of ammo. Oh, okay, well, you got to go and do this and that. And everyone's stocking up. And one voice of reason was like, what is the point of having a lot of guns and ammo? Looters! you got to shoot looters. And then some of them said you'd have to shoot food after a while if the grocery stores run out. I really think they're all just waiting for the zombie apocalypse.
1: I'm sure people in Dallas are doing the same thing, but no, my not my, my family hasn't indicated that they've gone to get more ammo yet. <laughs> just wine and tequila. My sister's stocked up on tequila now, she said, so that's good.
0: So this is the day before this is going to be released. And the newest thing I read is that now if you go to a restaurant that's open, it's only table service. You can't go up to the counter to order. I don't really think this is much of a thing, but I guess they just want to look like they're doing something. So in every, every restaurant I've been to, it's, everyone is sitting at least three tables away. And there's a ton of hand sanitizer, but uh, they're just trying to stay in business, I think.
1: Yeah. No, it's tough right now. It's really tough. It's going to be a long time, I'm afraid. They're, I think they're thinking all the way through May at this point, so.
0: Well, if it ends in May, I'll be happy. Have you bought any trips for the summer? Yes,
1: unfortunately, like two weeks before all this started happening, I bought my trip to Dallas <sighs> in July.
0: Yeah, I bought my trip to Houston like mid-June, so I'm just waiting to see what happens with that. We're not canceling anything yet, we're hoping, because the overseas flights were going with a major airline. I'm hoping that at least they're not going to go under <laughs> and that they'll be flying. Well, when this airs, I think we're supposed to have some nice weather on Wednesday and Thursday, but then it just goes back to cold again. So that's pretty good. We've we've been cleaning up our balcony this week. Freezing to death doing it, but we're trying.
1: Yeah, well, it's the end of March. So you can't even plant anything till May. You guys just get, you're going a little early over there.
0: We're wiping things down and getting it ready. We've got one of those heat lamps, so we figure we could at least go out and have some coffee on the balcony and I don't know, look at all the dead nature outside. I've got things growing inside, but I found out that if you try to grow chili peppers, cats really like those leaves. So my cat is destroying all of the vegetables I'm trying to grow so we can survive on our own with our own uh, tomatoes and uh, chili pepper. He doesn't eat the tomato plant, but the chili pepper plant, he's destroying them all.
1: (laughs) I love that your plan is to eat chilies and tomatoes.
0: (laughs) That's all I can grow. I just realized this year
1: that I've been like killing off probably I don't even know what they're called annuals, perennials, whatever they are, things that grow back every year. Like I realized (laughs) from one of our friends, her husband is like really into gardening, right, Erica? Who she was on the podcast. He's super into gardening. And I've like when I watch some of the stuff he does on Instagram, I think, oh, you mean I could have saved that hydrangea plant? Like all I had to do was just wrap it up with some plastic and put it in the corner and instead of buying a new one every single year
0: but I'm exactly the same I'm horrible at that and I just take the attitude that it's a plant it's nature if it can't survive well that's just too bad exactly I I did this year I brought in like two things but they're not doing all that well I brought in my little I'm trying to grow a lemon tree that'll um that'll maybe produce something in 10-15 years
1: (laughs) I was about to say, they don't produce anything for years.
0: Yeah, but I got time. Yeah, so any tips for um, keeping yourself entertained? What are you doing? I mean, you're working, but when you're not working, you're sleeping. That's what I'm doing.
1: (laughs) It's drinking and walking my dog. I really have to say, and this is like I've said to you before, what helped me survive that first year in Sweden without friends was the dogs and what is now helping me survive is having a dog. Like getting that kind of being forced to go outside twice during the day. At least is like, it's the only thing that keeps you sane. So just get out and walk. I mean, you don't have to talk to anybody, but just get some fresh air or sit on your balcony or do something.
0: Now I'm doing the same. I'm like I said, I'm really trying to hit my 10,000 steps every day. So I just pick a new direction in the neighborhood and just put in my headphones, listen to a podcast and walk around. Oh, I had another tip that I started doing today. We have an Oculus Quest. So it's great, I don't have to go outside, I'm just in virtual reality. It's been wonderful, now I get my exercise with Beat Saber and then I have this other program where I can just have a nature scene and then I can color the world however I like. So all the trees are purple and all the animals are orange. I think uh, if you wanna buy an Oculus Quest, which I keep calling Optimus Prime because I never remember what it's called, uh, that's a good tip, you know, just live in a VR world for a while, it's a lot more sandy. Sanitary, and a lot prettier my apartment in vr looks so much better than my apartment in real life isn't
1: that kind of like a uh, blade runner i don't know but it seems Maybe like so. it definitely seems like the future we're it all just gonna future. live in vr now yeah.
0: it is it is good well i'll see you there and I have one more tip for something to do. I have re-edited and republished the book, Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow, which started this whole podcast. I've gone through, made corrections, I've added a foreword regarding the podcast, and I've added a couple of essays. If you've bought it before, you don't need to buy it again. But if you're interested, it's kind of like our funny conversations and observations about Sweden mostly. A few extra things too. But this was how I started the podcast was by keeping a blog with a lot of essays about my weird experiences and things I thought about Sweden. So now it's on Amazon, any Amazon you want, amazon.com, amazon.de.es, any of those EU countries you can get for no customs fees, but don't buy from the UK unless you want to buy customs fees. See, the UK messed up now and you can't order my book without paying customs fees. So I recommend amazon.de if you're ordering anything within the EU from Amazon, because that is the only one I found so far where you can change the language to English to look stuff up.
1: Get the book. Get the book. That's awesome. Good job. Did you read
0: my book? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. so that's about that's about it and hopefully this ends soon otherwise maybe we'll do another check-in in in a few weeks and see how it's going you stay as far away from people as possible you know if you wear weird clothes and seem kind of crazy you always get a quad of seats to yourself anyway so i'm pretty good (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: talk to you later all right bye